Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is a very special week because while we don't have a whole lot of Sea of Thieves news to really get into, I have two of the best streamers in Sea of Thieves on this week to talk about a lot about their experience with Twitch, a lot about gaming in general, and we get some really, really awesome ideas about Sea of Thieves at the end there. So let's get into it. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons who are supporting the podcast. Head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhawed podcast. If you want to help support me and the content that I make, it means the world to me. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Registella, TN Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Ferg. Tron, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. I really do mean it when I say that. And for those of you who are subbed um, but didn't hear your name, check your account information. Sometimes uh, that stuff gets declined. So just give you a heads up on that. Uh, otherwise, Pirates, join me for for jumping in with uh, Matt and Joe. I had a really good time chatting with them and we I, I really love the discussion at the end of the podcast. So head over to uh, their channels and, and support them if you can it means the world to me and with that pirates let's get into it um matt i think you might be a little bit older than me because uh you, you've you've been playing since atari right no, no that's uh that's joe i was the joe was the oh that's the gamer right i'm sorry time. yeah yeah i'm gonna get this straight i promise but, joe's been playing yeah. since atari matt you got into yeah. it with world of warcraft correct okay so joe growing up with with games and being friends with matt like how did you two how did you two get together because it feels like such a weird weird circumstance where you were playing games but matt wasn't and and you convinced him somehow one day so like you know i grew up like in a neighborhood matt grew up on a farm not very far from each other mm -hmm. and so matt was more of the outside four-wheelers dirt bikes and i was in the neighborhood you know if it, you know wasn't riding a bike around the neighborhood i was inside playing you know video games and but we met in sixth grade at school and uh, we were friends, you know, just from that. And so I had always played games. Matt was the guy that would come over for couch co-op and not play. He would just, <laughs> he would just hang out and watch. Yeah. Like, li literally, like, I would be like, hey, man, I'm just going to play this uh, Mario 2. You know, that's all right. He's like, yeah. And he would just sit there and watch the entire time and never really played. But when I started playing World of Warcraft after high school, because we were out of high school when it came out. Yeah, same. <laughs> Which makes me feel super old. <laughs> no, um, don't blame me. We, but I was playing it, and again, um, not unlike when we were younger, Matt would come over, and I'd be like, hey, man, I'm just trying to get to level 12, you know, so if you want to just hang tight, we'll, we'll do some stuff afterwards. <laughs> and Matt would watch, Matt would watch, and then, I don't, did you, like, secretly get yeah. the game? so, like, one day. <laughs> I think he, like, yeah, no, I, I think he secretly did it. Seriously, like, because uh, him and, and our other buddy, uh, the guy that Joe's known actually longer than me, they would play together and we'd go to like our little buddy David's house and have like a little land party and Joe and David would be sitting there playing. I'd be like sitting back on the bed, like watching them play. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I decided, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to try like, like, I just want to try it. So I went Walmart back then. You had to like buy like the five disc set <laughs> and spend like 
two days installing it on your computer. Oh, dial, like, dial up install. Because just dial up. You had to uh, swap out the disks. Yeah. You know, it was like <laughs> so. It took like two days to install the thing on the on the computer. And I I started playing without really telling anybody. And uh, I I knew that Joe was getting on one day. So like I kind of went to like the area he was in and ran up and I was like like waved at him and he like waved back. And uh, you know, I started like a you know a dialogue in the game. I was like, "Hey, it's me." He's like, "What? Like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I just figured I'd try to start playing," you know. And I, I was excited because you know <laughs> I had never played an MMO at all mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, me either. Um, I was yeah, I was mainly like console gamer. You know, I mean, that, you know, PC gaming was. I feel like they're really hardcore doing PC gaming in the early early days, but. Yeah, I was mainly console, and then I I kept seeing the World of Warcraft, and I was like, I'm gonna try this game out. I'm gonna see what it is. Tried it out. I thought it was terrible. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and then I and then I picked it back up and tried it again, and I was like, oh. And so I was like getting sucked into it. Like, oh, I just gotta get on level. I mean, just talking about it now makes me want to go collect herbs. It's I, I've got to. <laughs> I would love to get back on a bit. So I wanted to do it. He just kept watching and watching and watching. So the moment that like you know. Here's like one of my best friends giving it a go and was in the game. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know, Matt. I, you know, I play a lot of games, but I think World of Warcraft, Matt went harder than I did on World of Warcraft. No, I, I definitely went hard. Like, I, I think that it's I, mean, I played in. a lot. Yeah. Matt got sucked into it. And so for a non gamer, it was kind of crazy. That's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You guys talking about that reminds me of me sitting in my apartment like, waiting for each update and just being like all right and then walking oh, away yeah. and then coming back and realizing like it's probably been like 30 minutes when i should have swapped the disc out and i'm like oh my god all that time wasted <laughs> oh, it's the worst why was the worst. watching it yeah so um okay so you guys have been playing together for a while uh what prompted bearded guys gaming so um i mean you've seen us we we both big bald and fat and so apparently that lumps us into a category of looking alike and very similar to each other and um we would go out all the time people be like you know hey uh you guys twins you guys brothers you know and we're we're, we're brothers by proxy not by blood you know we've known yeah. each other 20 29 years or so but um matt was the one that actually oddly enough again the, the non-gamer <laughs> was watching people play on twitch and i was the guy that was like i don't really understand that i like to play the games why would i watch on twitch kind of thing mm-hmm. and so i knew matt would watch twitch and i didn't and then Matt kind of got me to watch a couple of, of streams. And then I started to kind of understand like the appeal of Switch. Yeah. We were sitting at a Cracker Barrel eating lunch one day. Mm-hmm. This lady comes up to me. I was on a lunch break. Right. And this lady comes up to us and goes, are you guys twins? You guys look so much alike. And I was like, no, no, man, we're not twins. Just best friends of a long time. We walked out of the Cracker Barrel. And I turned to Matt and I said, Matt, let me ask you something. I said, how many people stream on Twitch as like a duo, like two people? He goes, what do you mean? I was like, you know, two people on one screen. And he was like, honestly, he goes, not many. He goes, I, I he goes, I can think of like one person at the moment. He said, I, I don't, I don't know many people. I said, what if we already game on the weekends together? What if we tried it? I said, do you think you figure out like, you know, tech, tech, you know, technology wise, how to make it happen? Cause there was, you couldn't Google like how to dual stream in 2016 nope. no mm-hmm. no information existed for it so uh matt's like i think we could try it and uh we were like let's give it a go and so we uh came home to my wife that something i wanted to kind of do on the weekends or try out and she was on board with it and matt and i worked out the kinks and we were really excited about it man that's so cool so you guys have bearded guys gaming for obvious reasons the bearded guys works out <laughs> 
I'm kind of curious, and this doesn't have to be a, a, a huge answer, but I was kind of curious, where did the uh, the shave club come from with the bearded guys and the, and the, the, the old barber poles and stuff? So fun fact, I hate our name. <laughs> so so after just, after five and a half, I, I'm, I, six six years. Years. there are many things that I so my wife came up with the name. Yep, so I appreciate that on the, the dining room table. I, I appreciate her coming up with the name because we had no idea what to call us. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, I hate that gaming's in the name. I hate that bearded guys is in the name because it, it you if you're not gaming, people are confused. If you're not bearded, people are confused, right? Um, um, like it really so like ties you into like a having a beard and playing a game. Yeah, it, it really just <laughs> kind of puts you in a in a in a, in a spot. Wait, what was the original question? I didn't even answer it. I was just wondering how you guys got the uh, the barber poles like, yeah, and we, stuff. We, oh, uh, so the idea behind that was is that when we would look at people, for example, um, if you ever heard of In Game Asylum, yeah, you know, we were like you know, production quality on Twitch. We really wanted it to look really cool. And we thought we needed a theme, a gimmick, because again, people like Burke Black, the pirate of, of, of mm-hmm. you know, of Twitch, you had these people that had these like personas, these, these images. I mean, that in, in 2016, that's what we thought Twitch had to be, right? You had to be, well, you had to have like a gimmick or you had to have something. You had to have a theme. You had to have something that was like, you know, yeah. encompassed you or you embraced. Even if, it, even if you know, you weren't really a pirate, Burt Black's embraced it and it's been his thing. So we always liked, I like singing and I always love the old fashioned barbershop um, <sighs> backgrounds and looks, barbershop quartets. So we kind of wanted to go with that, like that look because nobody else was doing it. Again, fun fact, I kind of wish we didn't do it because <laughs> we look back on it and people are like, oh, are you guys barbers? You know, are you guys? Yeah. So it's, it's it, you know, it's a, it's a learning lesson five and a half years later. I mean, we'd love to own a barbershop. I would, I mean, and hands down, like, that would be amazing. Stream out of like, you know, a side room on the barbershop, you know, and, and it, that would be amazing and like you know long, i'd say like a long-term stretch goal type thing that you know something was to go crazy we actually made it big on twitch um i love the vibe of the barbershop it's right like i've always like literally from the time i was a kid because like my grandfather used to take me to get my haircuts uh and he went to a barbershop so literally from the time i was a kid getting haircuts up until like current times i've always gone to a barber shop to get like my hair done or i went to fantastic sam's by the way <laughs> up until i was like 18 years old my mom was taking me to where perms were being done fantastic sam's <laughs> it's so cool. i really i love the barbershop idea afterwards you know growing yeah. up so i mean it's it is a cool kind of i mean look at it this way you guys are doing self-care on twitch in the sense that you're you're playing games you're spending time together you're giving people a place to go to enjoy themselves where they can get away from the the stress of everyday life like a barbershop you go there for self-care you go there to feel good about yourself to look good to come out feeling refreshed and having a cool place to hang so i mean in a way you guys have a barbershop with your twitch channel that is your guys's barbershop in my opinion oh yeah i love that you put that together man yeah, yeah that's a good way that's, looking at it that's and that's honestly what we try to that's what we want in our stream you know so you guys have been killing it as far as the the twitch stream goes um recently you guys picked up far cry 6 and and i'm really curious about this game because when the reviews were coming out for it and, and i want to get into if anyone's listening you guys are like is this actually sea of thieves yes we're getting to sea of thieves later <laughs> don't worry about it there's not a lot going on i wanted to talk to these guys about far cry for a little bit chill uh so you guys have been playing far cry 6 uh, a little bit solo, a little bit co-op, but you guys have been going through that. 
um you guys I, th I think the last time i i really was i had a good time and, and i always have a good time watching your guys' stream um to begin with but the first time the one of the last times i really really interacted with you guys was when you were playing phasmophobia uh around halloween and it cracked me up uh because you guys were were just at, like <laughs> joe i you're you're my type of gamer when it comes to scary games and i and i and i could you you turned me off on phasmophobia so thank you for that um because i know that i'd never have to play that game to to do and to enjoy it some games are better watched than played that's for sure yeah definitely so um but with far cry 6 i wanted to ask you guys because you guys have been streaming predominantly sea of thieves that's uh that's kind of where you um, a lot of the community that i see knows you from um what what drew you into picking up far cry 6 is it just taking a break from sea of thieves for the moment or were, were both of you really interested in uh looking to to get this game like was it the atmosphere did the reviews get you in or anything like that uh so actually a lot of things like with far cry so i'm a, i'm a far cry fan okay. i picked up far cry many years ago far cry 3 was my first and I just love the gameplay loop of Far Cry. It's yeah. simplistic. It's fun. It has bugs that I think end up being kind of funny. And I like just Far Cry in general. So it's it's always been a, a guilty pleasure. Whether mm -hmm. I'm streaming or not, I was going to play Far Cry. And um, when Far Cry 5 came out, I said, oh, I like the idea of the crazy cult and all that. And I said, Matt, Matt's never played a Far Cry. I was like, yo, you want to play a Far Cry? It's got co-op, you know, and, and for Matt and I, we really have to look for games that have that co-op element. You know, we get a lot of these story based games and we can't yeah, play them because yeah. when one of us is not there, we get a lot of questions. You know, where's Matt? Where's Joe? And the dynamics just not really the same. So we really got to focus on games that have that multiplayer aspect um, as well or co-op type aspect so we got matt into far cry 5 and he he had a blast we had an absolute blast and so for far cry 6 it was a no-brainer that kind of regardless of like numbers and stuff like that it was going to be a game we played and far cry 6 actually is a little closer to my heart because it's based off of pretty much the island of cuba which is where my family's from yeah so when i play far cry 6 there are so many things that relate to when i visited cuba like the way it looks the culture that's there mm -hmm. um you know all the things they went through so it was, it's far cry 6 has really been just kind of something special for me that's awesome okay so um i'm, I'm kind of curious to turn this on its edge then and say matt are there games that are kind of a guilty pleasure for you that you want joe to jump into uh i mean honestly not I mean, it's it's crazy uh you know, talk about me being not a gamer uh, who streams on Twitch playing video games. Um, honestly, like when I leave his house uh, and go home, like I still dabble a little bit into uh, GTA RP. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I play a little bit of that, a little bit of Sea of Thieves from time to time at the house and a little bit of New World. Other than that, like... Don't leave it out. You're leaving one out. Don't leave it out. <laughs> okay. Don't leave it out. Okay. You have like a three-year consecutive streak of playing this. Do not leave it out. <laughs> there is one game. There's one game he that I will not play that he's played forever. Go ahead. Okay. Lord's Mobile on the phone. I'm, I'm, Listen, he, he sorry, plays what? that. He plays <laughs> Lord's Mobile on the phone like I sit down and would play a whole campaign of any single-player game. Okay, so those, are, so, so those are like my – so when I leave here, that's what I do, right? So like, there's nothing like, you know, that's like, man, I really wish we could play this on stream or we should try to do this. Just get, I mean, because most of the stuff that, that we play is because like, you know, that I play at home is because that we played it on stream. Like mm -hmm. um, it, it just goes back to me not being like the super hardcore, you know, gamer that, 
you know, eat, sleep, breathe, whatever. But I, it's the games that I do play that I enjoy. So, um, like, when I go home and pull up Twitch, I'm watching, like, GTA RP or Sea of Thieves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, so there's nothing that that's really drawing drawing my attention. I'm like, man, I, w- I really wish we'd play this on stream. I'll dabble into, like, 50 games and not get too deep in them. Matt will find, like, for example, here's an example. We played SnowRunners on stream. He was taking his controller home, and he was, like, putting in, <laughs> like, three times the hours we were on stream. Yep. <laughs> Matt will find a game or two. And then go pretty deep into and, and invest like, a lot. Of time. And I'll go hardcore, like crazy hours, staying up. You know, especially like on the like our our days off. Yeah, I'll stay up till four or five o'clock in the morning. Go to bed, wake up like four hours later, and jump right back on it, and you know, and play nonstop. And I'll do that for like two weeks, and I'll be like, all right, I've gotten my my fun out of the game. Yeah, then he's done. He never. And I'm done. I, and I, I won't touch it again. I got games I've re, I've reinstalled twenty times, and probably have less than fourteen hours in them because That's I'm just so one of those funny. like. Yeah, I just, you know, short attention span to some of them. That's so funny. So, so kind of going back to the Lord's Mobile. <laughs> so it's funny. I'll, while I'm talking, I'll, I'll I'll pull the game up just so I can give a, a, a definitive uh, number here. But not long after we started streaming, we got reached out via email to for like a sponsorship opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it was a mobile company. And they were looking to sponsor us playing Lord's Mobile. You know, it was like one of these things like, you know, you play, you know, get to like at least level 15 stream, you know, play on stream for like an hour. We'll give you like such and such, you know, in-game currency, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So Joe's, Joe's looking over this thing. He's like, he take, you know, he sends me a text. He's like, hey, man, he's like, we've got this thing. He's like, but I don't know if you're, it's your type of game. Again, because I'm the non-gamer, like whatever. And I was like, I was like, what, you know, what is it? He explains it to me. I pull it up on my phone. I look at it. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, yeah. He's like, like, nah, we just won't worry about it. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, how was I going to get a non-gamer to play a mobile game? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, plus, plus like get our community to kind of buy into it. You know, that's, that's the kick is that's like the, the trick that they have you on though. Right. Like he's, everyone's got a phone. You pull it out from time to time. You just open it a little bit. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're sitting on the couch for two hours and you're like, why am I on my phone for this long? And you realize you do that anyway. And they're like, oh, well, let's just play a game. So. I, I don't know. I, I see the appeal. It's like the Raid Shadow Legends right now. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're going hard for that. So uh, but you're still playing it even after so, that. So, email. so we turned down the opportunity, like the paid opportunity, right, to make like, no. you know, two, three hundred dollars for this opportunity and go past it. OK. Oh, no. And then I don't know how long later Matt says, well, so I had to see what the game was about. Right. So, so I went ahead and downloaded it, started playing it. And I was like, and at first, like, I wasn't like super into the game. Like I, you know, dabbled here and there, but let's just say as of today, uh, consecutive logins of 1,394 days. So, so you're th- over three, <laughs> over three years, he's been logging in daily to this game. <laughs> I like the commitment is unreal. So oh. I want my two three hundred dollars for that sponsor stream now. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to go back now. And the funny thing is, we just got another opportunity to do a thing with him again, and I, I didn't even look at it. Oh man, I was kind of upset at that point because <laughs> I could have got some free in-game currency that I had oh, to pay for. This is fake gems or something. <laughs> oh my god that's so great i i i wanted to kind of 
trollishly get into the to the GTA RP stuff, but I'll I'll hold off on that because uh, I, I I know how you guys or I know one of you loves it, one of them you probably doesn't love it quite as much. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll hold off on that. But um, I'm I'm kind of I gotta throw this out there before we dive into Sea of Thieves content. Uh, I'm I'm really surprised you guys haven't done a whole lot as far as uh going through some of the Game Pass titles or. Uh, maybe you have, maybe, maybe I'm just late oh. to the party. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have downloaded probably 90% of them. I just don't do them on stream. See, that's uh, Joe's guilty pleasure. Like, yeah. I, let me tell you some game pass, hands oh, down yeah. the best, the best uh, subscription service right now. Oh my God. The, yeah. the, the amount of games is unreal. And it's, it's just nutty that I can't tell you how many games I've recently told people that they bought on steam. And I'm like, yeah, I got that on Game Pass. And they're like, it's on Game Pass? And I'm like, I don't buy a game now before going to Game Pass. I look at Game Pass first. And then if it's not on Game Pass, then maybe I'll entertain buying it. But there's too many great titles on there. It's unreal. That's we just so don't funny. stream a lot of them. That makes sense. Okay. Because I was I was thinking about it and I was like, well, there's there's been like so many really good co-op games that I've seen on Game Pass recently that I'm just like man I, I, feel, I feel like you guys are you, you're in like the perfect ecosystem if if you go through like microsoft or game pass or things like that steam is great too because of all the the opportunities that that just comes straight to P, pc but man there's a lot of good and uh same thing with um uh nintendo nintendo does a fair enough job of doing co-op games as well too uh yeah. so i'm surprised you guys haven't done like some mario kart streams and uh, uh super mario brothers and stuff yeah honestly so i think that goes back to the business mentality when it comes to streaming mm. and kind of the acumen of what we're trying to achieve and maintain it's like that which honestly that side of twitch and or the streaming industry or content creation uh really in my opinion put the damper on us just being like gamers yeah because there's sometimes i just want to get on and play a game and not really care too much what the metrics or performance will be but at the end of the day when it comes to beard guys gaming you know it's what's financially keeping us both afloat and so we have to we have to do certain things you know regardless if the game is really good i mean take far cry 6 for example Far Cry 6, um, it's not that people don't enjoy it, but it doesn't have an audience. Mm -hmm. Far Cry 5 had almost four times the audience for months longer than Far Cry 6. Why? I don't know. It's just the way it goes sometimes. So because of that, we really literally limit ourselves to certain titles and certain and certain things. Yeah. Which is lucky because we both just truly adore and love Sea of Thieves. So it's easy that it's one of our main titles. Yeah it's easy to play it it's it's interesting because i was i and i kind of it's so funny because i always think of twitch as like an arcade everyone everyone has like games that they that they gravitate towards and when they walk into the arcade if someone's playing on that machine they'll just sit behind them and watch and just mm -hmm. wait for them to finish up and that's kind of what twitch is to me so you always know like what machine you're gonna kind of want to go play because you know you may really really be good at like street fighter and stuff but every once in a while you want to go play killer instinct and if it's you know if it's being used you'll go watch it for a little bit but chances are if someone's coming in to watch you play street fighter and you're over at killer instinct they're just going to be like all right well i'll go i'll go watch whoever's still playing the street fighter arcade it's, it's a hundred it's a hundred percent that yep and it stinks because you walk by a lot of great arcade games doing that mm -hmm. and um it, there's not enough time 
you know so something i've actually doing now matt and i have our own private channels that we did for for various reasons like things to kind of do off the grid when we were streaming world of warcraft it was over playing world of warcraft it was a way for us to like record live with um our raids and stuff like that yeah but we both have channels that we don't you know we don't push and promote us to be like really big things but they're just kind of something to do in the off time mm-hmm. me personally there's a lot of games that i want to stream i just been doing them over there and kind of a little bit more low-key about it and it's like you know if people find it or hanging out there they really have nothing else to do in my opinion yeah and i appreciate it you know <laughs> so but it kind of gives us a chance to play some stuff that we can't do in our main channel yeah it's a it's a tough nut to crack with twitch because you you're it, it, and unfortunately this is the the age of of where millennials and you know a, a couple gen xers and mostly gen z are having to monetize their hobbies to stay afloat most of the time yeah so if you, I mean, we we do it full-time as a business yeah i mean it's we we dove into it full-time as a business but it's the same thing over on youtube the difference is it's the algorithm right yeah. so if you have a channel that was based off of sea of thieves and you start playing i don't know fortnite you're probably not going to do well uh, or as well as you did because you know the algorithm's got your channel skewed for that sea of thieves content mm-hmm. yeah and that change just really kind of messes it up and so you you get a lot of content creators that get stuck in that little pigeonhole in that little spot where they got to continue <clears throat> doing what they were um doing that kind of kept things moving in a forward direction i guess you would say yeah yeah you lose audience and then it takes a while to rebuild a different one unless people know it you really for, does uh, unless you're like the the late late night crew with burke and cream and uh, uh uh gassy mexican and them like unless you're known as like the crew that picks up every new game especially if it's like yes. a survival game and, and people are coming to you to watch you play the game before anyone else can like you really have to kind of stay in your rut and and really kind of plow forward to make sure that you're maintaining and growing that community until you can get that community to a point like um i was talking to smexy a while back and she's finally starting to get her community to a, a, a point where it's not only sustainable if she grows or loses a little bit but she can also she's also kind of got them around the idea that it's okay to be a variety streamer but still love sea of thieves yeah and absolutely that's tough absolutely so now that we've kind of gotten a good idea of who you guys are what you guys have been doing all that good jazz and we've gotten to talk a little bit about games that weren't sea of thieves i wanted to dive into some of the sea of thieves news get some feelings uh from you guys because you haven't been playing it for a while i'm sure we're all kind of sitting back waiting for either the the next event or the the new season coming up i know in december the first week of december we've got the uh the new season kicking off and uh we'll see kind of how that goes there's been some interesting things on insiders that we can't talk about, but going into season four, uh, we've we've been having the Fury of the Damned event that finished up. Uh, hopefully, everyone got an opportunity to um, get all your cosmetics and things like that. But we also have uh, a nice little a lead up that we didn't. <laughs> I don't usually get these lead ups on these things. Uh, but Sea of Thieves is actually going to be doing some Twitch drops, and that's something that you guys are going to be participating in. Uh, and I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Um, but that's going to be kicking off at the beginning of the 12th of November at 10 a.m., I believe, uh, GMT. And then that's going until the uh, 17th or no, the 16th uh, of November. And I think that ends at 2 a.m. GMT on the, the 17th or no, 10 a.m. on the 17th, technically. Uh, so the releasing more of the Twilight Hunter set. Um have these guys, the, these events, these Twitch drops are always kind of good for streamers because it always helps boost you guys up make sure that your guys community is doing healthy um i'm curious to 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 get your input uh positive or negative 
when it comes to Twitch drops, it's good for your business. Uh, how do you feel about knowing that during these times, it's going to be beneficial for you to stream just Sea of Thieves, especially if you're like in the middle of a Far Cry game? So this is actually a really good question. And I'll tell you, like, kind of like my mentality has changed over a while about Sea of Thieves a little bit, and then also about how the Twitch drops and all that work. I'll first start off by saying that I'm really glad they introduced the drops for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have been seeing these partners since the inception of the program. So we were part of the partnership when the program did not exist. They reached out to us, asked if we'd be interested. And it was like super humbling and, and an honor to do it. And when we first started doing drops, I mean, it was just crazy for our channel. We were going from like, instead of having like, let's say on an average of 300 people in our channel, we were having um, concurrent numbers of like up to a thousand, you know, people wow. on our channel. It was, it was just like this craziness, right? Our, our, in fact, our mods at first were like, Oh my God, like what's, you know, what this is, this is nuts. You know, there's all these new people and it was a cool, it was a really exciting vibe. Um, but then you would have like, you know, that week would be over. Right. And then it becomes like the flake gate a little bit. You, mm-hmm. you turn around and your numbers are a little more realized, a little more, you know, actual, they, they go back down. So in the beginning, it was, is really like this uh, tumultuous roller coaster of like up and down of like, you know, Oh my God, all these people are here and you're like super amped and hyped. And then you would go back to like normal. And it wasn't that you weren't excited about where you had normally, but it was like the, the, the sugar rush that you got over the weekend wasn't there. Yeah. And actually, a lot of people on Twitch experienced that in general when Gifted Subs came out. Mm-hmm. When mm. Gifted Subs came out, the you know, a lot of streamers were getting these like this massive amount of Gifted Subs. And then the next month, those Gifted Subs would go away. And they were like, oh my gosh, what's going on? My numbers are down. Yeah. Um, so, so Matt and I did most of the drops in the beginning. And then we elected to step back from a couple of the drops. And we did not stream the drops because. We weren't a big fan. We've been doing this five and a half years. We weren't a big fan of how it was, mm, I don't know how to say it, but like kind of pumping the numbers up. Mm-hmm. And we look at our analytics and we do all that. We have to. Not because we love what we do. We are incredibly fortunate to have a community that we have and do what we do. Hands down. Like, absolutely. We're living the dream. I'm playing best. I'm playing games with my best friend. Full time. That being said, we have to look at the analytics side because we have to pay Uncle Sam taxes. We have to, you know, pay the electric and all this stuff too. Yeah. So analytics are extremely important in any business design to check out where things are. And when you get these little like um, these inflated bubbles, it really can kind of throw off the numbers a lot and skew things. And so we kind of stepped back from some of the Twitch drops and weren't doing them, mm-hmm. which we on the days that the Twitch drops came out, we were playing other games. We sat back and then man, I got to thinking we were like, you know, while this is an inflated kind of fictitious number, there were many, many people, even though it was like a one percent retention rate people that were coming to Twitch for the first time that have never seen Twitch before. And we're maybe discovering our channel or other, there's so many great content creators and see of these other channels that they never had before. So while 98%, 99% weren't ever going to return except for drops, there was that one or 2% that was, you know, and new community members. And we also realized that we were kind of taking away the people that maybe watch us that just, you know, love CFDs, but also love Joe and Matt. We were taking away the ability to earn the drops on our channel where they normally would have watched. So we kind of returned back to doing drops again. And um, our numbers are a little more normalized now. As we stepped out of that space, more people kind of stepped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, more people had access to the exclusivity of the drops. So you could get your drops other places. It kind of got our numbers ended up not getting that like super inflated number anymore, which I think was kind of a good thing. It kind of helped us out to yeah. be more comfortable. And so now we have drops. We do it not for the bursts and numbers. 
we do it because we're excited to be able to provide it for the few people that are interested in getting in our channel. Yeah. So, um, but I was a big, big fan once they added the drops for everyone type thing. I think it's, I like some things in the partner program in terms of exclusivity and stuff like that, but I'm, I've always felt like Twitch is a pretty tough place to battle to be seen. You know, you are amongst many, many, many amazing people and um, to get that moment to shine and stuff like that. And, when we start doing things like drops and all that, it really starts to separate even make it even harder for some of the people to to get there. So, you know, so I, I like drops and then I'm also glad that they do the drops for everyone. Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer, or you'd like to save money on games. It's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that pirates, let's get back to the show. So I wanted uh and, and if you if you feel comfortable, I am kind of curious how does that how do drop because we're we're coming up on this, it's starting on the 12th. Uh and and those are going to because I, I don't think you finished Far Cry 6. Um have you started like prepping your audience like when you go into a stream and say like hey just a reminder, we're doing Far Cry now. When drops come, uh, we're going to be swapping over to Sea of Thieves to try and catch some of the people that are coming in for Far Cry and are enjoying your guys' content there that when the drops or when, when you know, when Sea of Thieves does the Twitch drops and suddenly you're playing Sea of Thieves and, and the Far Cry people are like, what is this? This isn't Far Cry. Are you, are you doing anything to kind of help protect some of that drop off that would come from having to jolt between games so honestly the drop-off happened going from sea of thieves to far cry right and okay let's say the people that we got that are interested in far cry if we're being honest you're gonna have a less than five percent retention rate on them following you to another game gotcha. if we're just being completely transparent and this is based upon we've played over 120 games on our channel over the almost six years mm-hmm so, and that's looking at analytics, going over with our mods. Um, we're going to have less than 5% actually go from Far Cry, regardless if we were leaving uncompleted, completed, 100% in Far Cry, 5% will probably go with us somewhere else. And I think that's being kind of generous. Mm-hmm. That being said, when it comes to things like drops, I mean, it's funny you're mentioning this. Literally yesterday, we had the talk. Hey, guys, here we got going on for like game plan. Hoping to finish Far Cry today and or tomorrow, which should make us in line to hop back on CFDs on Thursday because we know drops are coming this weekend. We do put a priority to go back into drops because, like I said, a majority of our community comes from that. But it's kind of funny you're mentioning the drops and CFDs. Mm-hmm. There's another game where we got partnered called Seven Days to Die, and they have this new alpha coming up. We don't know the exact date, but we've also been telling our community when that comes, even if we're in Sea of Thieves, we will go back to that game. 
So we are constantly kind of communicating with our community as to here's where we're going to prepare people. And we tell people, you know, hey, look, guys, we know you're not interested in Far Cry. We're going to be playing Far We're going to try to play Far Cry for the next two, three weeks. And then we'll be back playing Sea of Thieves. We try to always communicate up front so people yeah. can prepare because we also, I would never want somebody to watch a channel, watch our channel. If they just really don't like the game. You know, mm -hmm. it just, it's not, they're there to enjoy for whatever reason. And, uh, and we get it, you know, we understand. So when it comes to like the whole like pressure of having to stay in the one game, that really goes back on the onus of the streamer. That's yeah. your own fault by cultivating that culture. Um, like you said about Smexy earlier, it's a hundred percent the way you got to do it. You have to let your community know these are the plans and let them decide to do what they want to do. Yeah. And you have to either stick to those plans and go with it and be comfortable knowing that there'll be the ups and downs and how do you adjust or don't do them at all. And you're stuck and your community will be miserable. You'll be miserable stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to, to kind of think about how, how the whole industry works. Cause I, I, I have Patreon for uh keelhauled and that's, there's, I don't put a lot of promises on that, on that Patreon page. Uh, there's there's the ad free content that I promised there, and then there's the shout outs for the show and a Discord access to uh, a specific channel just for those folks, so I can talk to them where they can reach out to me, and I have like a, a very good eye on when when that that channel lights up. Um, but I also do a lot of stuff outside of that, not a lot, but I do some stuff outside of that that those descriptions uh, for that that group of community members because they are supporting me, and it's one of those situations where I. I feel like I want to con continue to justify their investment in me. And I see that with Twitch, but I can't commit the way that you guys are able to commit to doing Twitch streams just with yeah. my schedule. And I, I but I totally relate where you guys are you guys are, are getting subs and people are, are investing in your entertainment for Sea of Thieves. But when you sit there and have to say, like, we're going to be doing Far Cry for two weeks, that's half a month's worth of entertainment that they are missing out on and and that is that's a scary thought as a as a content creator to think like there's going to be half of a month where someone is not going to be as invested in the brand uh as much as as they would if i were just playing the thing that they were supporting me for and i and i i don't know how you guys rationalize that um or or how you guys deal with that kind of stress and anxiety because that it, it it messes with me all the time if i'm being honest so i'll tell you every person on twitch goes through it there's probably one or two that don't, and I don't even believe that they don't. So I <laughs> promise you, you're not alone when it comes to that. Some people are more vocal about it. I absolutely love talking about the business side of Twitch and the backside. And I know that some people just don't like it or are turned off by it. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, like, but I will tell you something I think that helps with Matt and I, and, and it makes it unique. But at the same time, even though we have this thing, it, it, it's still stressful. Oh, yeah is there's two of us. So when I'm feeling the heat or feeling like it's not going well, or, Hey, we know, we know we're going to dive into far cry. We know that numbers have been up like 20% for CCU, right. Mm -hmm. Or CCVs. You're like, okay, we're going good. We're going to go jump into this and take a risk. I can lean to Matt, lean on Matt and be like, man, I'm feeling stressed about this or Matt can lean on me. So I think because we have that dual stream, you know, we have each other to kind of like lean on when it comes to stuff like that. It's a little easier. I think one of the things that sometimes streamers lack in the streaming community is enough streamer friends, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of trying to one up the other streamer or 
out content the other streamer but sometimes you just need to talk to another streamer and go oh my god i feel that same way or yeah when i went and played this i didn't have as many viewers or i was doing this and i didn't feel like it was like you know i wasn't as vibing as well sometimes just being able to talk to somebody that can relate to that that knows what that feels like can really 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 help with stress and, and matt and i have each other to do that yeah and we've had that for you know almost six years so it's definitely a benefit but um yeah it's uh that's it's really definitely, cool uh yeah, I like that. That definitely it, it, it kind of speaks to something that I want to transition into Sea of Thieves is is you guys have each other. You generally do a, a duo sloop or, or sometimes a I mean, rarely a, a galleon. But when you guys are out and about on Sea of Thieves, I know you guys love kind of going out and going for the PVP. Uh, that's kind of what I've always ever seen you guys doing. I want to talk about the state of the game from a streamer perspective because right now we we have two two things that are going on a lot of people are battling the portal system and how people are are jumping portals from server to server to retain uh not only their emissary level but also just to get away if they if they want with their flag and not lose out on like their supplies and stuff i'm curious how you guys feel about the portal system and being able to hop servers as streamers so that's a good one we we actually talked pretty passionately about it and we didn't portal hop for for honestly the first month so i will tell you that i am a fan of the portal system mm -hmm. and then there are things that i think definitely need to be improved upon the system itself so if you want my tenfold hat the <laughs> system was created accidentally in terms of hopping totally. but, but it's been a sought after feature sought after feature by veterans for a long time people have wanted a way even like solo sloopers i mean take out like the galleons or whatever i think galleon mode's easy mode but mm -hmm. you 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 take the people that have been on a session for two three hours we've if, if you've ever played an eight hour session and you do pvp you can kill a server in a couple of hours it doesn't mean that that server doesn't rejuvenate come back to life at some point but you can play take out all the boats and then all of a sudden it's kind of not busy on the server anymore you know the server's trying to repopulate people are trying to get their footings you know now you got four boats sitting at the outpost which tends to make it a little more stale it's not fun to sink a boat on an outpost yeah so the idea of being able to force yourself onto another server is huge in fact prior to the portal system when server uh, migration used to happen, people would intentionally, when they found a dead server, drop their anchors mm -hmm. in order to force a merge. So people have been trying to do it for a long time, but it's been a sought after feature. But with the introduction of um, the Pirate's Life, that portal system getting implemented to create the kind of separate the tall tales from the, the adventure servers, they kind of created this loophole, right? The portals inadvertently. And in order to fix the idea of hopping through portals, they were going to have to rework the entire structure of how they did their pirate's life, right? Yeah. So lucky for Rare, and, and I think it's good, they supported portal hopping because I think there was enough of a positive embracement in the community about it. Yeah. So I think it was kind of a win for them. But here's what I would tell you. Here's my vision on portals. I like portals. Easy answer is... Make it so emissary flags don't go through. That's an easy answer, right? Yeah. But I also like the idea of being a Reaper 5 and being able to see boats and all this stuff. We get the whole like inorganic or organic experience is a really big thing for me. I like having the organic experience. If you look at Reaper 5s, they don't tend to... How often do you have a server migrate? Not through portal hopping, but the server migrate that you had a Reaper 5 end up on your server. It's very, very, very far and few in between. Yeah. Okay. There are times of the days when there's more server migration than others, but we play this game, you know, 40 plus hours a week. And I think we have a server merge maybe once every couple of weeks, just the natural server merge. 
So mm-hmm. when portal hopping got introduced and people were able to take their boats through and their reapers and their flags, um, I know it kind of got some bad press. I'm a big fan of things happening organically. And so what I mean by that is, is like, if I, if Matt and I decide today we're going to be gold hoarders, we put up a flag, correct? And we're, we're doing our gold hoarders and we're almost to tier five or whatever it is. We constantly check the map. So organically, we always check to see what boats there are. Yeah. And one of the things we do is we maybe see someone put up a Reaper 1. At that moment, we get to make a decision. Do we want to risk having the Reaper 1 on the map? And let's say we're not PvPers. Do we want to risk with the Reaper 1 being on the map? Do we want to continue on with our emissary at the rate that it is? Or do we want to lower the flag to reduce visibility? Because we know that eventually if that 1 hits a 5, it can see us. Yeah. So organically, we have the option to to evade the Reaper, right? Yeah. Um, with portal hopping, you don't get that. They come through as a five and you're already there. Now we've had people counter and say, well, we looking at the map. We always look at the map, but when something comes through instantaneous, you no longer get that decision to kind of, we've literally had it where, you know, we as Reapers have, have come through a portal and the emissary is at the island right outside the portal. So to me, the easiest way to fix that would be to make some kind of audio, audible crew. Like when a Reaper 5 comes through a portal or a boat comes through a portal, maybe like a big, you know, kind of like how the Fort of Fortune sound goes off whenever yeah. you're on a Fort of Fortune server. Make an audible clue. At the end of the day, there are people that aren't going to pay attention to audible clues. Or know what they are. You can't, you, you, you can't save everybody, but the point is is that they need to make it where it's still an organic type function because let's 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 go to the audible clue the reaper five comes through and you're we're gold hoarder fours Mm -hmm. and we hear the sound and we know that that boat is a five and it can see us we can make the decision at that point to go and immediately rush of outposts and lower our flag and try to evade them or we can stay where we are but I think the flaw is when it's inorganically, these people are able to kind of like stealthily come through and then all of a sudden they're on the server and they're bearing down on you and you just had no idea. It takes away from the emissary system. Something else I would like to see at it is I would like to see them fine tune the portal system, associate a cost to it. Yeah. Um, I think that if you are going to have the benefit of being able to take, like I don't start on a server as a gold hoarder five and get tier five quests as a tier five reaper. You have the ability to see all the boats as you just go from portal to portal to portal uh, immediately upon entering that server. Yeah. So something else that I'd like to see is a cost associated with it. And I think one of the greatest costs is we have a severe bloat when it comes to doubloons right now, right? For mm-hmm. most people, there's not a lot of a, a doubloon sink on things. So one of the things they could do is make like some kind of portal stone or something you have to pay for that you buy with doubloons. Mm. So that would encourage reapers to do reaping, such as grabbing reapers chest to replenish their doubloons. If the cost is associated with doubloons, it kind of ties it all back together. Now the reapers that hardly ever go after reaper marks are going after reaper marks so they can have doubloons so they can buy their portal stones. And maybe, you know, I don't know, the boat that is being attacked by the portal hopper Maybe that portal stone is something you vote on and then it drops in the water like the flag does. And it's something you can turn in a value. You know, we sank a, you know, we sank a boat with a portal stone. You know, we ended up in turn sinking the Reaper boat. So I think that like, I like the portal system. It just needs to be fine tuned. In my opinion, it was accidentally done. It's yeah. been embraced. It's great for content for, for content creators. 
you know, but I, I do think it needs some fine tuning. It needs to be looked at uh, because I do think it defeats some other systems, such as like emissaries and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely. It was very long winded, so I apologize. No, no, <laughs> I, I, uh, I I was listening to uh, Captain Blubber and uh, Shiny Ray's podcast on uh, YouTube, um, and they had Fuzzy Bond on there recently. And uh, Fuzzy Bond had a really interesting idea that I I really have, I'm I'm really happy with the way that he he talked about it, and he talked about. Whenever a Reaper Five jumps through a portal, they would the cost of it wouldn't necessarily be doubloons, but I he did agree that there should be a cost. His idea was that they, it should take off two to three levels of the Reaper's emissary value, so that as soon as they pop in, they still have their flag, but they didn't have the Reaper Five that they need to, and they need to grind it back up to a five to see if there's any emissaries on there or sail over to an outpost to check the tables and that way they're given the opportunity whoever's on the server uh usually most of us have, have started to start paying attention for any kind of weird lag spikes we check the table after like a big yeah. lag spike to see like did a ship just pop in uh and and usually um if you were to have like a reaper three pop through a portal they would have to grind up to two or grind back up to five to be able to see if there's any emissaries and where they are that would give any emissaries on the on the server at the time at least a little bit of a head start to decide okay do we need to finish up what we're doing and go turn in and lower our flag or do we need to turn in and then go hop portals or are we going to go see if we can sync them before they get to a grade five and they can see us uh something like that i think would be i would love to have more discussions like this where we're kind of able to 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 kind of work out like what are some of the ways that we can help kind of balance out the ability to hop from server to server and also inform and uh prevent like the immediate advantage of a reaper five being able to get in there and start hunting down other emissaries who you know between like 10 minute map checks didn't happen to notice the lag spike because they were in the middle of a four to fortune or something and a reaper five spawned three islands away and are bearing down on them uh to to come get their flag something like that yeah so, I, I, would love I, to have I, it. I fully support it because like essentially what fuzzy's saying is the same thing as me yeah it it needs to there needs to be a process there where it slows down and makes an organic thing happen if, they, if it bumps them down to like a three then they then you have time to see on your map table that another a reaper's on the server and again mm -hmm. it goes back to the whole premise now i've got to make a decision and and i just want to throw this out there this is coming from you know for manai listen i love portal hopping as a five because it's instantaneous action for us we get on the server there's somebody there we go after it yeah um if 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 there's no way there, we move on to the next one. But for me, see if these isn't just about what kind of content, how how easily can you make the content for us? Man, it, it caters to a, such a wide audience. I, my kids play this game, and I think people can tend to forget that the, the audience is not always a hyper PVP focused or a hyper PVE. It's, it's made up of all kinds of different peoples and rare has done a pretty darn good job balancing sea of thieves for these three and a half years. And, um, they just need a little tweaking for it. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I love about these discussions is, is we're, we're getting together groups of people who have different mindsets and trying to see if we can come to an, an accord essentially on yeah. some of the things that we would like to see messed around with the game or at least present these ideas to the the devs in a digestible form so that mm -hmm. this is kind of because if it's one thing I've learned about game design from the friends that I have in it is these discussions are being had all the time at studios the trouble is is there's only a few number of people around a table or on a zoom call 
talking to try and work out like what's the best way to approach the next update and how can they impact current systems to try and make it more balanced. And unless they have community feedback in an easily digestible form, they can't bring that to the table and be like, look, I know you guys said that the system's fine. These people here who are respected members of the community are all talking about the same thing. And if they're all talking about the same thing, they see the thing that that can be tweaked. And here are the suggestions that they put out that help kind of inform what I or what I'm trying to tell you guys is something that we should do for the game as a whole. And we're trying to give yeah. them cannons to keep firing at these issues to see if we can either, you know, sync the issue all together or at least kind of get them to, to understand like where we would like to see things kind of move to help in it better balance the game for everyone, not just streamers, not just hardcore PVPers, not just uh, PVEers. Um, I would love to have a discussion one day about alliances because that's a, a, a highly contested topic. And I, yeah. and it's not that it's not that I think it's a bad discussion to have or it's too hot of a topic to jump into. But I think that much like we're talking with the portal system and Reaper fives, I would love to see if there's a way to tweak it. Uh, I've been yeah. having some discussions about that. We've been going for about an hour. I know you guys have stream that you want to jump into. Um, do you guys want to keep going or do you guys need to take out? No, we can keep going. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to the boss. Matt, can we keep going? <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes to do that and make me feel good. He, he's just <laughs> laughing that I called the boss. He liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm listen, you were, you should have known the day that you got me on the horn, though. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you know, you messed up. <laughs> You got a lot of editing to do because it's gonna. I'm, I talk so much. None of this gets. I love. I love having the organic conversation. It's and, and I know. Uh, sorry, podcast family. They don't care. They better not. <laughs> if they complain about how long these episodes are, I swear I'm gonna delete this thing. We're turning this podcast around. We're not going. We're not going to Disneyland. Uh, you heard that. <laughs> um. So I, okay. So uh, to jump into a, a little bit away from because essentially what we're talking about is jumping in from portal to portal to get to different servers because we want action um i wanted to bring up alliances with you guys uh as a as a base mechanic and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this right now there's an issue that's going to, that that came up that i wanted to talk about uh with streamers because alliance servers are a thing it's not something that is currently condoned by rare a lot of the a lot of the affiliated Discord servers that were alliance servers have been removed from the uh, the the pool of lists that are on their website, stating that these are affiliated uh, Discord servers or partner Discord servers. So Rare is starting to weed out the alliance servers from their promotional stuff. What I was wondering from you guys is um, off off just kind of starting off. How do you guys feel about alliance servers? Uh, Matt, if you're, I don't know if you're playing Lords or not right now, but I'm <laughs> out. All right, I gotta go. We'll call this. We'll call this over. All right, the boss decided that we can't keep going. Oh, oh no! What did I do? Um, no, you're good. <laughs> Matt, how do you feel about Alliance servers? Uh, to kind of to kind of get a beat on where you guys before I dive too deep. Uh, so officially, uh, we don't. So we don't do really uh, any alliancing um especially like when it comes to like a full alliance server 
uh, boring. Do we do we care that there are alliance servers out there that somebody wants to get on and, and take over a server and 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 just you know do events and spam quests and stuff like that to to gain money or rep? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's every everybody like you know Joe said earlier. There's so many different ways of playing this game. Uh, some people get enjoyment out of uh, alliancing up and you know trying to make you know the gold and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's it's to us like there's no advantage to you having a hundred million gold or you having five hundred gold. Everything in the game is all cosmetic, so there's no. There's no advantage. You may own all the stuff that the store offers, uh, where somebody else doesn't have anything. To us, it's like Joe said, it's it's kind of boring. We we like to we like to PvP. Um, some days we're are, are, we're better at it than others, but we still like to go out there and battle boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it, when you're when you're on a PvP, you know, uh, uh, an alliance server, you don't you don't get that. We like to find the alliance servers by getting a you know a random server hop or you know and going there and trying to do what we can to disrupt the alliances. Uh, we've 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 done that a few times, and and that's definitely fun. You know, mm-hmm. you find yourself in a three or four way battle uh, with you know a couple alliance boats and. It's a nice challenge. It's 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 fun. Like it's yeah. stressful. Like <laughs> you know, you got this boat trying to board you, and this boat trying to board you while you're trying to shoot cannonballs at this boat, and I got Joe trying to board this boat, and I'm trying to stay alive. And yeah, it's you know, but it's fun though. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that that we enjoy, where they enjoy you know being alliance up and and doing whatever they want to do. Yeah, like I- for me, I I don't really care too much right i know that's like kind of a, a hot topic i think when emissaries came out and they had the emissary ledger i i alliance servers taint the desire to ever want to try to be like the top of the ledger and stuff like that but again like matt said all of the stuff is cosmetically driven right it's 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 really about the voyage and the time you have while you're playing so everything else is cosmetically driven and aside from the shrouded ghost everything in the game is relatively pretty easy to achieve mm-hmm. so even with the ledger stuff and alliance servers kind of like taking over for that and, and making it to where like a lot of times we're at the top most people can get all that stuff anyway it's not going to be that hard to get to yeah so if people want to do the alliance server i don't care it doesn't affect my gameplay if i get on a server that is all alliance except for our boat sweet because all you did was make it a challenge for us but most of those servers were never on. We never see them. And I don't care. 500 million gold. Who cares? It doesn't affect me at all. And, and I also understand the appeal. We have a community of a, you know, a community that follows us. You know, while I think being on Alliance servers are boring, you know, once every couple months getting f- six ships on a server with all the community members and you guys are just goofing around and, and maybe doing some events together. I can see the appeal of it. Absolutely. Hands down. I can see how that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm basically with you guys, but I love looking at, at situations from multiple perspectives. And one of the things that kind of popped into my mind was this last event. And with this last event, uh, one of the things that I noticed was we had, uh, a, a, depending on who you are, for me, I had a, a pretty rough time getting up to my, my uh, uh, Wicked Web cannons because I, I typically run solo late at night where I don't necessarily feel comfortable taking on a Fort of Fortune alone or kicking yeah, up a absolutely. Fort of the Damned. Whereas I had other people who jumped onto an Alliance server and after three uh, Fort of the Dams were completely done. 
done with it. And one of the things that I, I was thinking about was Alliance servers uh, impacted positively or negatively that event uh, from that perspective. But also we had the community event where we had to kill 150 million skeletons. And I'm assuming that that number wasn't just a number on a dartboard that they chucked a dart at to see, you know, what number they were going to put up for that collector's version of the Wicked Web figurehead i'm sure i'm I'm basing my uh thoughts on it is that it's all analytics based and they have yeah. they have an idea of exactly what it is whatever the the actual number for the last three months was they took that number they rounded it off and then they chipped away a little bit from there to give a little bit of a buffer and then enough time to to do it within like a week's a, a week to week and a half amount of time and the thing that i didn't think about when this event first came out was how much alliance servers would impact that number and is that number so high because of alliance servers so i mean i it's got to be like you said there's there's the fact that like you said they didn't just come up with a number yeah you know they had to have known roughly the amount that's done and stuff like that and to come up with something to get we had to start somewhere and i'm sure it i'm sure that the alliance servers impacted it so i mean go alliance servers thank you for my you know wicked web cannons (laughs) i appreciate that we did our part in my opinion playing to get our first set of cannons and then (laughs) you know um thankfully i was able to go play some far cry and still achieve we were able to achieve the uh <laughs> the community driven ones but yeah i'm sure it does and and, and and i know this is like a topic for another time they're definitely is balancing things i would like for alliance servers they're definitely 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 some balancing issues with alliances so i want to make sure that's pretty clear i while i don't really care too much about them there's some things they definitely do need to balance out with it <laughs> I want to wrap this up because uh, I don't want to keep you guys too late because I, I want to respect your guys' actual work shift that you're getting into here with us. No, I appreciate it, man. I wanted to toss out the idea because I was talking with uh, Kylia last night, a good friend of mine uh, that we do another show with. And uh, I was I told her, I was like, I know you're I know you're really big into having one or two ships together on a server just playing with your friends because we we want rare to recognize that we may or may not have more than four friends that play Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Um, and, and to not dwell too much on that, I I asked her, I was like, you know, I've been thinking a lot about alliances and I'm thinking maybe we need to just take them out of the game. Like maybe we just need to remove the flag altogether. And she told me straight up, she's like, no, I don't want that. And she gave me very good reasons why. And the compromise I thought was, what if there was a limit? And the, the idea that I had was at every outpost, there is a flagpole over by the shipwright. And that flagpole has a certain number of flags on it. The flags can only go up to three. But when you see three flags on that flagpole, that is how many ships are alliance right now. And only so many ships can get alliance on a server. And if the ship server size is six, knock that in half and make sure that only three ships can be alliance on any server. Because if you just limit to how many ships can be alliance, then you're just going to have alliance servers with multiple groups of alliance ships as opposed to one large group of alliance ships. So you have an idea where on every server, you have a flagpole at every outpost. It indicates how many ships are in an alliance. You can go around to the different tables and take a look and see like who's doing what. Can you pick the emissary that everyone is agreed on for the alliance, sail over, find the alliance, and then join that alliance, still leaving the opportunity for betrayal in, but at least giving an idea at every outpost of 
how many ships are actually in an alliance and offering that as information for people who are portal hopping, but also trying to reduce the likelihood of alliance servers so that there's still some opportunity for people to join together in groups. And after three ships, I think that's a fair, a fair number of 12 people that you could potentially have playing together. If you have more than 12 people that you want to play together, maybe that's where custom servers come in down the line when those become more publicly available. But I was I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because you guys have a nice community. You are already two people playing together. How do you feel about that? So the two people playing together already presents a problem with us a lot of times. You think about it. We were talking prior to the podcast starting when it goes to collaborating with other like streamers or people in our community, we take up half a boat. Yeah, there is no ifs, ands or buts. And it's always been kind of a, you know, what we love playing together. It's always been kind of like something like, oh, it kind of stinks because, you know, if you're going to play with Matt and Joe, it's only two slots available, which has always been kind of, you know, hard. So that's where like alliances, like another boat or something like that wouldn't be that bad of an idea and have that. But I do like your idea. I like the visibility of being able to see how many people are in the alliance at a quick glance. You know, we all hop on the we'll all hop on the servers now. Go to the outpost, and what's one of the first things we do? We look to see what what emissaries are up. Yeah. And if we could get on and see what emissaries are up, and or see what if reapers are up, and also see oh, there's a two boat alliance or there's a three boat alliance. That would just add more to making the determination of is this the server we want to stay on i i I love that idea awesome matt how do you feel i'm I'm curious i really want to get your thoughts on that no i i I think the you know having like you know a flagpole at the dock uh showing like you know there's two flags up so knowing that when we join that server that uh there's an alliance with you know two boats that you know that's it is it you know necessary? No, but it's kind of like useful information, you know, especially for for PVPers uh, who are looking to PVP, knowing that there's two boat alliance. You don't know what, you know what kind of boats, but you know there's two the, a two boat alliance. Also, it's useful information for somebody who's looking to to join an alliance. You know, you join a server and be like, hey, there's two other boats already on the server. You know, let's see if we can find them and you know and join up. So yeah, um, no, I think it's good. Uh, it's you know, anytime you know you get you know a little bit of information on a server is always always helpful. I think that's kind of what I like about the idea. Uh, to and and uh, Joe, if you have I, I, another thought on this, I'll, I definitely want to get your thoughts on that. But I, I like the idea of giving people who are PVPers who do want to work on it. Uh, a bit of a hard mode because you're not always going to run into the the best of the best on the seas. But if you know that there's at least two ships that are working in tandem, then there's a, a better chance that if you did want to go up against multiple ships and kind of put yourself to the test, that that would afford you the opportunity. And then on the complete opposite side of it, if you are a crew that is looking to join up with other people who are willing to work together, then you can see that there's at least, you know, two flags up there. There's an open slot for one more alliance ship. And I can go see if I can appeal to their to, to their desire for gold and uh, see if I can join up on that alliance. And then that way, you you know, going in, like, what is the kind of temperament of the server that you're on, which has always been a big, big kind of mystery for everyone. That's why we like the the uh, Reaper Five Flag to see what ships are emissaries. That's why we like the ty- the tables to see how many ships are flying emissaries and what type of emissaries. That information has always been information that people latch onto. And I think with having an alliance flag at every outpost, that also kind of helps inform the temperament of the server. And and I'm I'm kind of curious, Joe, what do you think? So so it, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. I we talk a lot about if ands or buts, what we could have in the game and 
what would make it better and what's good. Um, and I have never heard the Alliance Outpost idea, poll idea. And I'm falling in love with it the more we talk about it because I'm, <laughs> I'm going I'm to explain one of the reasons why, okay, is one of the problems in this game. This game, the, I'm a PvPer. Yeah. Okay, that's what I love to do. But the best thing in this game is the social interactions. Some of my best interactions, and that doesn't mean PvP necessarily. Some of my best interactions have not even been a PvP experience. It's the social interaction that is in the, that is present in this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I absolutely love it. So to go back to the flagpole thing, right? What I love is that how many times have you gone around? I love the idea that you could put up an alliance flag and pretend like you're going to join an alliance and betray someone. I don't do it personally. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that you can't betray some, which is why I hate that they added purple names to alliances. I think it's one of the worst things they've added. But I love the idea. But there are so many people that will go, like new players, they get up, they throw that flag up and have no idea what that flag even means. Yeah. And they throw it up and they're flying around and, and or, or, or sailing around and it's flying up there. And they have no intentions of alliancing or there's people that have come up that are aggressive have no intentions of alliancing. What I like about the poll idea is that if I get on there and I see that there are two boats that are alliance, that usually tells me that, hey, they are, like you said, the temperament of the server. These are actual people that are, are alliancing. Yep. They're not just trying to bait you in. I think the baiting's cool, but they're not just trying to bait you in. They didn't just throw it up because they're new and have no idea what the flag is. You can go, hey, there's actually two boats alliance. Let me try to see if I can talk to them. Obviously, it's people that can, we can negotiate with or talk with, and maybe you can join or can't join. And I absolutely love the idea. Yeah, love it. That's that's kind of the idea that I was, I was and, it, and it's such a weird one-off idea that I was thinking about just kind of talking through it with uh, Kylie last night and i or no i guess it was two nights ago i don't know time's a weird thing now um (laughs) but i it's it's one of those moments where i i love the idea that you are taking something that is is being organic in the world and instead of just getting rid of it and saying that it's broken because there's alliance servers or you know killing the 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 reason for alliances which is just to to kind of have that social interaction that you just tweak it just a little bit kind of like we were talking with the portals you just it's a good idea it's benefiting but it's not quite where it needs to be and i think you know after you bake cookies a certain number of time you eventually hone in on the on the right set of ingredients that really make that perfect batch the right cook time it just needs a little testing a little tweaking something like that but i've been keeping you guys for for longer than i promised i want to get you guys out of here you're heading off to go stream right now but folks won't know about that until monday when they actually listen to this uh so can you guys kind of uh get get some plugs in here where where can people find your content where can people go to to watch you guys play so you know our, our main jam is is here on twitch uh twitch.tv forward slash bearded guys gaming the name we hate bearded guys gaming <laughs> <laughs> guys you know a lot of times we get the bearded guy gaming but uh it is guys bearded guys gaming uh on twitch uh and on there we have you know all of our links to other social medias we you know the the youtube the tiktok facebook instagram twitter you name it we got one so. we're old but we're hip we're not really hip yeah we're, no, we're, we're, no, we're, we're definitely old <laughs> I'm almost 40, so Ugh, I'm right. Yeah, so you guys. When you I say feel it. like you guys are talking. I, I mean, you. I'm 39. 2022 yeah, me, me is my 40th birthday. I'm already yep. dreading it, and I don't know what to do about it. But I keep <laughs> hearing. Did you guys? We keep. Uh, we're becoming the old guys in the Sea of Thieves directory. I've been talking about this lately. You know, we've been playing this game three and a half years, and somewhere, somewhere, uh, look, some something <laughs> happened. A time. A time warp or something. We went through a portal somewhere. Yeah, we went through a portal. 
that definitely needs tweaking and came out on the other side as the old guys in the directory now. And mm-hmm. it, it is a feels weird, man. It does. Definitely a feels weird, man. I watched a video the other day where a bunch of uh, Gen Z were looking at an Xbox and trying to figure out how to, how to like hook it up and open it and <laughs> get playing on game. And I was in the people that were commenting on it, uh, watching the Gen Zers, like how to figure it out. And we're like, oh my God, they don't know how to do this. And it's, oh, oh man, I remember growing it. That was so easy. And they're younger than I am. Oh, it's so <laughs> strange. We, we're in such a weird place. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, could, could you imagine some of the kids nowadays trying to do like dial up? internet oh my like nowadays the patients uh, they, no they, way. They, no they'd way. flip out you know you know what it would be you know or, or, yeah there there would be the way like god of war hides their loading times by you walking through like a tight tunnel there would be like yeah. a fake internet that you can interact with while the system is <laughs> dialing up and they're clicking on things like it's like they're going through uh, a tiktok or something but it's all it's all <laughs> cash data it's all fake until they actually get logged in and then it's just then they would actually get to that's that's what it would be like if they had to dial up internet from today's perspective from their perspective oh goodness well i you go and pick up the phone and you hear it in the background <laughs> mom hang up the phone oh man <laughs> the number of times i got in trouble for being up late surfing through <laughs> nintendo's chat rooms as blue dragon keeper oh my dad was always livid about that but uh, oh goodness I, I i'm so grateful that you guys were able to 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 come on the show um I've, I've always been a big fan of your guys's content i love seeing you too your your dynamic is beautiful you guys are gorgeous guys too i'm just gonna say that and joe i love your i love your <laughs> I Cuban accent. um listen thank you my coconut joe i yes. appreciate that and, and matt you you're you're just the the you're just the best i'm, I'm not gonna lie joe i love you i appreciate first. that matt you're like the uh, the silent uh, beauty boy. Listen, Logan, everybody in chat tells me daily that Matt's the best, okay? I, I'm fully aware of it. I've embraced the suck of this position. That's what, that's what happens when you're the strong, silent type. Oh, God. that's what So, it hey, I want to tell you, you may not know this, is that I've been a big fan of yours for a very long time because when we first started playing Sea of Thieves, I didn't know about the game at all, like at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our mods told us and then we played it during the scale weekend and I have not been able to put it down yep. and yeah. fell in love with it. And one of the first, this is so weird, but one of the first like see at these content creators that I saw in my eyes was the Kill Hall podcast. And I was like, okay, That's this guy so knows weird. what he's talking about. This is, <laughs> this is, he's a pirate, right? Like he knows about the game, you know, and I always was a big fan. I never said anything. And I'm going to tell you, it's been a long time. And I'm like, Maddie's finally having us on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, we finally are on the podcast. I was like, it is before we died, which is so, like super like awesome. But uh, honestly, man, we, we extremely grateful that you gave us opportunity to talk um, on here today. You're making me blush. That's not allowed. Uh, well, I'm just trying to butter you up so we can get on here again. I got a lot to talk about, brother. I would I would love to have you guys back on, honestly. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely have, have enjoyed your guys' content for so much, uh, so much time at this point. And I, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next opportunity. Let's not make it like a year between interviews. Cause that's, that's generally the issue that I have with uh, Falcor is, is we always want to get together, but the timing is always just like, oh, when is a good yeah. time? Never. Well, how are we going to do this? I don't know. We'll work it out. So <laughs> a year later, I want to make sure that I have you guys on before another year. So 
if we can carve out like another weekend in like season five, I would love to get your guys' thoughts on some of the stuff that I've been seeing. Cause I know someone just recently got their flintlock uh, from insiders. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to, I'm so jealous. That's all I'm using this week, by the way. And I'm actually getting the flintlock. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm upset. Every time I get something new, I'm upset that I was lazy and didn't do them all the weeks. I, I would be <laughs> I am, much further. I am so far behind. Like, and I kick myself when I'm like, why didn't I just get on yeah. and do my stuff? I always, so it, it's funny because I, I, I'll do like a week, you know, like like a, a week of Insider and I'll, I'll get like the gold and the balloons. I'm like, God, when am I getting another freaking piece of loot? And I'll go and look <laughs> up like my, my profile because yeah. you can see like, you know, I'm like, God dang it. I still got to do like two more weeks before I get a piece of loot. <laughs> and then like I, then I forget about it. I go like, you know, a month and a half, two months before I do another another hour on that i'm like i'm never gonna get any of this stuff done don't so. worry i'll be a flintlock main this week so <laughs> i love the flintlock i think it personally is i love it i just hate the hit reg on it but i it, it is honestly I, one of, matt's used it i've used it forever time. Yeah, and my I love it. It's I so love good. it. I it's just so pirate. It. But I get so I get so angry when you, <laughs> you can't shoot it in the water. It's like a true flintlock with a uh, black powder. It just does yeah. not work. It does not register. It's true. I've shot many people in the water, and they seem to keep just swimming away. Yeah, you know, stop using blanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm with you guys on that. All right. Well, I've been keeping you too long. I I love you guys both. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I will have all of the links to your uh to your guys' content in the show notes. If you're listening, if you guys have any ideas or anything that you want to come to me with, if you want to chat about something, let me know because I try to keep at least two to three of the weeks for each month uh like open for uh, guests. Because I, I I don't mind doing the I love doing the the solo shows, but I love when I have guests uh, who want to jump on and stuff. So if you guys have like a a, t- a topic that you want to jump into, let me know because I will totally back and forth with you about it. Sounds great, man. Awesome. Well, I will let you guys go. Thank you so much. All right, pirates. That's it for this episode. Thank you to my guests Joe and Matt from Bearded Guys Gaming. They are really awesome dudes, and I hope you take a time to head over to the show notes, check out the links for their content, go watch their streams, especially if you're going to be jumping on for the twitch drops that's happening this week uh, make sure that you go visit them make sure you visit some of the other uh these partnered streamers say hi for me tell them that you're you're happy that they're doing drops and that they're putting that time invested for it other than that pirates that's going to do it for this episode uh thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves Chad, what would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. 
This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them, because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're gonna be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.